On today's show, we talk about relationships and how to talk to kids about hard things. One of these calls in particular, a woman calls and asks, can I still be dating a guy who lives with his ex-girlfriend? Oh, gosh. Stay tuned. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is John with the Dr. John Deloney Show. Man, happy new year. Happy February. Happy whatever. I don't know. Happy marriage, life, work, good stuff. Is that right, Ben? That's right. <laughs> That's so affirming, man. Thanks, dude. Um, hey, I hope you're doing well. Over the last few weeks, um, in ways I didn't expect, these... Just want everybody to know, we sold out of these things one, two, three times, and now it's the fourth time. The conversation cards, we are have them back in stock. If one of your New Year's resolutions was to connect more with your kids, to have different kinds of dates with your spouse or somebody you're dating, or to like be more intentional about being in touch with your grandparents, whatever, dude, these cards, I'm... All over the planet Earth, people are sending me pictures of how these things interacted with them. Kelly, you were telling me about something that you got the other day. What was this? Yeah, we got a really cool email from a listener who said that she bought the ones, I guess, for the couples. Uh And um, they did them one night and everything was great. And she found out something she didn't know, which was what was his favorite cereal as a child. So like, oh, what was your favorite childhood, childhood cereal, cereal and why? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the next time she went to the store, she bought some of that cereal. And then she came home and she sent us a picture and told us how excited he was that they just sat at the table and ate Cinnamon Toast Crunch together. And how it was awesome. Early morning. <laughs> she left that, that part dude. out, luckily. Yeah, 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 maybe not, maybe not. But um, it all starts with Cinnamon Toast Crunch or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. What was your cereal growing up? Fruity Pebbles. What was yours, Ben? I think like tricks. Tricks? Yeah. Gosh, I was so lame. Good for kids. Mine was like crackling O brand or something. Or, yeah, that's disgusting, actually. Maybe that explains a lot of my digestive issues this many years later. But, dude, I love me some Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I, oh, I love old cereals. That's awesome. Well, hey, you can go to johndelaney.com and get these cards. They're not expensive, man. And really, some of them are cheesy, some of them are deep, some of them are, are lame, some of them are funny, but just good ways. You know, my wife was talking about how it gives everybody an opportunity to take turns. And sometimes when you get people together, whether it's one domineering partner in a dating relationship or you're out with a few people at, at dinner and there's just that one idiot, it's usually me, that just won't shut up, keeps talking, talking, talking. And these are a good way to teach everybody to take turns around a table, which is awesome. Anyway, check them out. Let's go to Elizabeth and Michael in Twin Cities, Twin Cities, Minnesota. What's up, guys? Hello. Hello. What's happening? Ah, uh, well, it's finally above zero. I was gonna say, <laughs> how cold is it there? One. <laughs> is it so cold? No, it's more like four today. Four degrees. That's unconscionable. It has been negative no, for a up. while. Yeah. As, as a kid who grew up in Texas, that just seems like I know there. You know the the whole story about hell is it's hot. That I can't imagine living in a place where it was negative. That seems like hell to me. Is it? <laughs> is it not? Um, you get used. to I guess it. You just kind of get used to it. It's a dry cold, or I don't know whatever they say. Right? <laughs> Golly. All right, so uh, what's up with you two? How can I help? 
Well, um, <clears throat> we've just uh, recently started dating, and uh, we're in a space where uh, I have uh, kids from a prime average, two young kids, five and nine, and uh, and uh, and she does not. So, uh, we're coming into this from different places, right? For me, the uh, the kids and and what's best for them is super important. Yeah. And I kind of feel like when we talk about this, we're both a little clueless on how to proceed. Hmm. Um, I feel like my kids have had enough trauma in their lives from uh, uh, from the separation with their mom. And I want to do what's best for them, but I don't really know how to navigate that. Yeah. And and I'll let you speak for yourself. And I know that you're coming from your own space. Yeah, I'd love to hear your side of this, Elizabeth. Um, so we've been dating for a while. How, like, how long is a while? Uh, um, about five months now. Okay. Um, and like him, I'm clueless. <laughs> really want to do things the right way and set kind of, you know, have a relationship that can be a model for a healthy adult relationship, but don't know what that looks like or where to start. And I don't have kids. So, you know, dogs and cats are much easier. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, somebody bought me a mug, Brad, bought me a mug and just says cat dad on it. It's incredible. <laughs> not a thing, Elizabeth, not a thing. Um, so first I want to applaud both of you for wanting to do this thing right on behalf of these two little ones. Um, most times I'm talking to folks, there's a selfishness there that they just need to figure out themselves because I got to be me and blah, blah, blah. And you two sound like you are really thoughtful human beings. And so I want to applaud you for that. That's awesome. Um, okay, so we can get into this a little bit, but... I'm going to ask some awkward questions that y'all may not be ready to answer in front of a couple of million people. Is that cool? And so y'all, y'all, um, the two of you, I'll, I'll frame these questions as things you can answer now or later. And you can just feel free to say, uh, later. And y'all can talk about this on your own. Is that cool? Okay. Um, all right. So Michael, you mentioned that their kids were traumatized by previous mom does previous mom believe this? Is she would she be telling me if she called my show? Would she be telling me that their dad's nuts and whatever? Or is there some clear, you know, challenges with mom? Um, there's some clear challenges with mom. She has um, diagnosed mental health okay. issues to a certain extent. Okay. So, do the kids have contact with her? They do. I mean, uh, I, I don't want her to sound like an absolutely crazy person. She is not, but okay. she does have some mental health um, challenges. Sure. But she she also wants the best for the kids. But cool. uh, but let's just say it ended up with a lot of trauma that was inflicted on the kids. Sure. There you go. And then, how, how long have you been separate from her? Separated from her? Um, two and a half, almost three years now. Okay. Okay. So three years. Has she started dating again? No. Do you two, have y'all talked about this? Have y'all had this conversation? Here's how we're going to approach this if one of us starts dating. Um, Or here's how we're going to decide who else is around our kids. Have y'all had that conversation or is that a no-go? With uh, the the kid's mom? No. Yeah. Uh, And that's also a a non-starter. 
So there's no communication between us. Okay, so that conversation would never happen. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, and Elizabeth, tell me what you think mm-hmm. about this Michael guy. How'd you meet him? Uh, online. Uh, he's pretty great. Yeah? He takes care of kind of everyone in his life and funny, smart, responsible, cute. I was going to say, is he handsome? All right, good. Um, what, what, uh, very, very gross, gross. Um, what, what is it about him and these two little ones that makes you think I want to get deeper into their world? He's incredible. And from everything I've seen about the two girls, they're pretty incredible too. Um, I really want a family and I could see a really amazing, uh, kind of joyful building life future there. Okay. So here's kind of the global rules, um, if you will. Not, there's not really rules, I guess, but the global recommended practices are whenever you get divorced, whenever you get separated, um, and this is different than if somebody passes away, wait at least a year, right? So you've done that. It creates some space between this and that. The second thing that I think is important for everybody to understand is sometimes these kids will feel like they are having to choose sides. And so there may be moments where, Elizabeth, if they're nice to you, they will feel like they're betraying their mom. Even if their mom is totally supportive and wonderful and is like, no, daddy's, this is, she's a great, you know, this daddy's new girlfriend, Elizabeth is awesome. That we put these kids in this situation. So you're going to have to go into this knowing that Mm -hmm. the things that a five-year-old and a nine-year-old say to me over the next one year, two years, 10 years, are not going to be personal. It's going to be them working out which side am I on, yep. which team am I on, who do I love. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and then the, the big challenge I have to you two is this. Um, right, Michael, tell me about Elizabeth. What makes what makes Elizabeth worth getting back into this game that, that hurt you and your kids last time? I guess created your kids. There's that, but... Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I mean, she's, she's just amazing. She, uh, she, she's, she, she represents a lot of things that I never, that I feel like I never had in my life. A partner who is very level-headed, um, very focused, very supportive. Um, the time we spend together, she, she, she is completely in sync with everything that we do. She, she works with me on pretty much anything that we. We want to do. I don't know. I feel supported. I feel like I'm with an actual partner, not someone that I have to carry along. Mm. Um, she looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, I mean, I see like most of my life, I carry people along. Mm-hmm. And when I'm with someone that doesn't need to be carried and is willing to uh, shoulder up with me, it's a pretty different feeling. I've uh, never quite felt that way before. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So the one, the one hangup I have with all of this is this, is the five-month number. And the question you all have to ask each other is this. We've known each other for five months. Um, he's so cute. She looks amazing. She's a great partner. Um he is caring and all these things. Um, is their legs beyond five months? And 
I changed my mind. I won't ask y'all that publicly. Y'all can answer that on your own. Make sure you, uh, and this is, I'm talking to you, Michael, make sure you are, see some legs on this thing before you introduce her to your daughters. And I would start with, this is daddy's new friend and go to, this is daddy's special friend. And that will take a period of weeks and a period of months. And Elizabeth, you're going to feel like you are being hedged at some point, or it's going to feel like, it's, here's what it can feel like. It's going to feel like you're dating a guy and he won't invite, he won't introduce you to his friends like at the bar. He's like, hey, I want you just to sit over here. I'm going to go talk to my buddies. And you're going to be thinking, I want to go meet your friends. Why are you hiding me? It's going to feel like that a little bit. And you are going to have to be really level-headed and really, um, you're going to have to get your needs met somewhere else. Does that make sense? Yes. And to be clear, when we're talking about this, it's pretty future-looking. It's not like in the next month. <laughs> yeah, I, I got you. I got you. Um but you are going to have to, you're going to want to do things because this is natural. I would, if I was you, I would want to do things that would assure that these girls love me. I want to help them with their hair. I want to help them with school. I want to talk to them about deep things. I want to go shopping with them. And there's going to be some really careful baby steps into this where they invite you into these conversations. So you're going to mm -hmm. be creating a world where they feel safe enough to come to you. But when you force them into, hey, I want to talk about this or tell me who you have a crush on, then bam, now you're forcing them. Am I choosing her or my mom? Yep. Right? Does that make sense? And that's going to be hard, yep. hard, hard. And so frustrating. So <laughs> frustrating. And then one day they'll, they'll come to you and be like, can you not going to believe this? This boy wants to kiss me or I found somebody at school I'm in love with, whatever. You're going to talk about it. It's going to be deep and you're going to go to bed and you're going to tell Michael. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, they trust me. It's going to be so great. And the next morning, they're not going to talk to you because they're going to feel ashamed that they betrayed their mom, right? It's going to be this back and forth thing that happens. And mm -hmm. Michael, they're going to want you to be happy because you sound like an amazing father. They're going to want you to be happy and lovely and, oh my, like, I can't believe dad is doing this. And who knows what mom's going to say, right? So it's just expecting that you're going to have a picture that this is all going to work out perfect. And it might, in a long game, it's just going to be hard. And maybe mm -hmm. none of this happens. Maybe your daughters are amazing. You've, they are just understanding. And they're like, Dad, you deserve to be happy. And Mom's a little, whoa. And, like, we are really excited. And I've seen that before, too. So it's being honest, 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 and making sure, hey, we're in this for the long haul. And then a slow, slow introduction. Not, hey, this is Dad's new girlfriend. She's moving in. <laughs> uh, girls, y'all going to be bunking up. because Like, that would be traumatic. Yeah. Right. And y'all know that. Y'all know that. Um, Michael, so is Elizabeth it? I'm sorry, could you say it again? Is Elizabeth it? it. Well, I I'm making yeah. it weird now. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Even Kelly looked Elizabeth up and she's like, it. Liz is it. <laughs> Do what? Liz is it. Oh, gross! <laughs> Liz is... Hey, y'all get married here in the studio. That'd be so great. <laughs> Let's figure that out. Um, but yeah, hey, I, I'm fully in support of, of y'all having this conversation. For those listening, the broader conversation, you got to wait some time. You can't get a divorce and then start dating somebody a month later and then introduce them to your kids as, hey, this is daddy's boyfriend or this is daddy's girlfriend or this is whatever. You can't do that. You got to give these kids some space because it, 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 it uproots everything in their life. The second thing is, by the way, not a new mommy either, Elizabeth. Not a new mommy. They've got a mom. Right. And 
unless there's uh, somebody passes. I mean, they, they don't have a mommy. Understand that kids may view friendship or connection or like, I'm going to start calling you mom. They, they're going to have this betrayal feeling that's going to be deep, deep, deep. And, oh my gosh, wait until there's a level of commitment till I think this is serious. Because then the girls will feel a sense of trust and, uh, okay, we're going to trust again. And then if y'all break up, man, now they're back into, well, we lost somebody else that we could lean into and trust. And now it's just us and dad. And dad sounds great, but man, that's hard on kids. Hard on kids, hard on kids. And I recognize moms and dads, that's not fair. These are, none of this is fair. These are your kids. And they always, always, always come first. Their trauma comes first. Let me put it that way. I think we over put our kids first on a lot of other things. But when it comes to relationships, their safety and their trauma, especially that they experience in divorce, comes first. Before your need to, let's go out to the club. Stop. Take care of your kids. We'll be right back on the Dr. John Aloni Show. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Be honest. How often do you find yourself pausing in the middle of a day and it feels like there is so much going on and you find yourself wondering what would i do with just a spare hour or 30 minutes can you even imagine and it's in these moments that we often realize we're living someone else's life everyone else's schedules priorities and emergencies are driving our lives and we can't keep carrying this load for everyone and everything and it's in these moments when it feels like too much or when you need some help parsing through all the chaos that talking to a professional therapist can be a game changer Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you have with boundaries, time, commitments, and your own self-worth. And that can be in relationships with your friends, people at work, your significant other, or even how you can make and keep commitments with yourself. Therapy can be amazing for figuring out what even makes you happy anymore and how to go make it happen. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, try BetterHelp. Because therapy isn't just for people who've experienced trauma. It's great for building skills so you can be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is completely online, so it's flexible enough to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. All right, we are back. Let's go to Tim, also in Minnesota. What's up, Tim? How we doing, man? Hey, Dr. John, how are you? Good. What's going on, man? Uh, not too much, man. Um, so I just uh, was looking for some clarity here. I know you always say, don't lie to your kids. Um, I'm just wondering where. <laughs> hold, hold on, just just starting it with this makes this my favorite call of the of the year so far. So I know Fantastic. you say don't lie to my kids, but <laughs> this well, is this is going to be good. So what is it? Um, so me and my wife are just wondering where we draw that line at. Um, as oh, we you're him hawing, both... brother. Just get it. What'd you do? What'd uh, you do? We were both in a relationship. Uh, when we met and my oldest daughter was conceived. Hey, there it is. Were y'all married? <laughs> uh, no, no. Okay. So y'all were just dating other people and then. Yeah. Some say love. And then all, all she wrote. And then your daughter was like, hey, and so are y'all married now? Yes, we are. Okay. How are things? Uh, they're good. They're yeah. good. 
Have y'all cheated on uh, each other since years? then? I'm sorry? Have y'all cheated on each other since then? Uh, there has been some infidelity. God yes. almighty, quit! Y'all are a bunch of cheaters! Why? Uh, that's a good question. Oh, it wasn't you? Uh, it's been both of us. Oh my God, quit cheating. Level. All right, what's your question? Yeah. That's a whole other call. Oh, well, we just, uh, what do we, what do we tell our daughter as far as, you know, how we met and what happened there? I mean, how much is too much for her? How old, it, how old is she? Uh, right now she's five, so we got some time. No, but, I think you, you tell know. her everything today. I think you tell her that okay. mom and dad are a bunch of cheaters. And No, don't tell her that. Good gosh. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, big picture. Stop cheating. Both of you quit. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Right? Quit. Yep. Quit. What have you done to, say, to make sure this never happens again? Uh, like, what have you done? What have I done? Yes. In your life uh, so that you never cheat again. Because this is your second relationship that you've done this in a row, and it's not your first either. Yeah. Um, not cheated anymore? No, I don't, I don't no, no, no. It doesn't start there. Where? What have you done? Have you got all rid of all the social media apps? You never going to go on lunches with a, with a female coworker ever again? Like, what, what, have you, what, what roadblocks have you put in front of yourself to, to keep this from happening again? Um, I mean, we haven't deleted all social media, but we have limited what, what we use. Um, I don't particularly have any female coworkers. Okay. All right. So here's the thing. Number one, y'all got to get in a room and figure this out because you'll be having this conversation in divorce court with your daughter and it's going to be a mess. Don't do that to her. Okay. Yep. The second thing is this. Um, the, the honesty rule, even though you asked that question so great, <laughs> so good, man. So I know you say never lie. Um, yes, you still don't lie, but don't overshare to make yourself feel better. Okay. And a lot of parents have this sense of guilt. Um, Hey, we had this kid out of, you know, out of wedlock or we were both married to somebody else. And then we hooked up and got pregnant. And now this kid... And it feels like I've got to atone for all my sins with this kid. I'm going to dump all my crap onto this child just so I can, there's no, don't do that to a kid. That's too much, right? That's this toxic oversharing world we live in now. So I think you're honest for a long, long time. And you tell them what they, what she wants to know when she asks questions. So for instance, what's your origin story? How'd you meet? She doesn't have to know y'all are dating other people. She just knows how you met. How'd y'all meet? Uh, through an online app. Oh my gosh, that's so great. What was it? What was the app? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't remember. <laughs> that's, it's been years now. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your other girlfriend, I bet she's so incredible. <laughs> I bet she loves this. Um, so yeah, you met on the internet, just like millions and millions of other couples have. And uh, we went to, uh, I don't know, we went somewhere and then we had you. I, I think that's where you have that conversation. As your kid get, gets older, you can be more honest. But, I, dude, I really recommend answering questions only that your kid asks. There may come okay. a day when your kid is 18 or 22 or 30 and y'all are out and you want to have a, a conversation conversation. That's cool. But that's less, that's more about them getting to know their origin story and less about dad trying to make himself feel better. 
or mom trying to make herself feel better. Probably what's going to happen is she's going to be in high school and somebody's going to cheat on her and she's going to be devastated by it. And she's going to say, you don't know what this is like. You don't know me. You don't know what's happening. And you're going to say, I got a story for you. And that's when you can connect empathetically with your dog. You can say, hey, our stories are, are more similar than you think. But don't ever, ever, ever lie. Okay. My friend Rachel says, share, don't scare, right? The thing you don't want to communicate to your kid is, yeah, this could happen anytime again. Anytime. And by the way, we're still cheating. Even though, even since you've been born, we're still cheating. We're just a couple of cheaters. Like, that's what's going to freak your kid out and give her an, uh, uh, she's going to not have a stable foundation to build her, her esteem off of, her support networks, her relationships off of. If she thinks at any moment, one of these two are going to go again and create another family somewhere else. That's what you want to avoid, right? Okay. So have you had that conversation? Like, how does this go with you and your wife? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what you're asking. When y'all discuss, like, what do we think we should do? What, I'm interested in y'all's answers. Um, we, we've always just said we met, we, we met online. That's what we would say when yeah. the time comes. That's a hundred percent accurate. hundred percent fair. Okay. You don't have to tell them that mom and dad weren't great people. And yeah. Tim, quit cheating. Understood. You promise? Promise. In front of America? In front of all 17 listeners. All, there's, not, there's 19 now, sucker. We picked up two over the holidays. It was awesome. <laughs> so big weekend. <laughs> yeah, we had a big weekend. That's right. Um, why is she cheating on you? Uh, I, I don't know. I you think know, was, uh, Tim. You I know. was, I think I was. Uh, working more than, uh, than she, uh, liked with having a new baby at home. And maybe it was just another source of attention. Hmm. Did you ever go to marriage counseling? Uh, we haven't. Okay. So I want y'all to make that a, a one priority. Cause I don't think it is. I think y'all are white knuckling your way through it right now. And your need for attention or your inability to give each other care or to even say, here's what I need from you and I can provide that or I can't provide. Y'all need to go learn some language and some tools. Okay. Your daughter's worth that. Y'all two are worth that. You, my brother, are worth that. And the answer you gave isn't the reason she would cheat. And But I... I want y'all to get into a room and say, all right, we are actually in a good place right now. We're not on life support. We're not trying to deal with somebody else cheated. Somebody else did something. Things are good. We want to cheat proof this marriage. We want to create an environment where that never, ever, ever happens again. And let's start from square one. And if y'all do that, you can build something extraordinary and strong that will last forever. If you don't, you're going to be calling me back in a few months or a few years, and we're going to be having a whole different conversation. And I don't want that for you, and I don't want that for that sweet little girl. Yes. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Commit to that, brother. You're worth that. Your wife's worth that. And that, man, that beautiful, beautiful little girl's worth that. Whew. Don't cheat and don't lie to your kids. We'll be right back on the Dr. John Deluna Show. It seems like everybody is talking about how crazy the housing market is right now and how powerless homebuyers feel. Mix that with the stress of moving and life change and job change, and you've got a tornado of anxiety fueling one of the biggest purchases you'll ever make. This is not a good idea. 
So if you're a new home buyer right now, my advice to you is to focus on what you can control, like the people you choose to help you in the home buying process. You need folks like my friends at Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is a Ramsey trusted provider that's been helping people with their home mortgages for decades. And their Home Buyer Edge program will help you skip a bunch of the stress. Here's how it works. Apply to become a Churchill Certified Home Buyer and cap your interest rate for 90 days. Then you'll get a $5,000 seller guarantee to help your offer stand out. So go ahead, take a deep breath because Churchill has your back. Check them out at churchillmortgage.com slash Deloney and get the Home Buyer Edge today. All right, we are back, Jack. Let's go to Lisa in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. What's up, Lisa? <laughs> hey, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? Good. Um, I have a little bit of drama to share with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. Hey, the last caller was with somebody, and his wife was with somebody, and then they hooked up and had a kid. So you got to beat that. Go. Yeah, hopefully it's not as bad, but I don't know. So my boyfriend is 36 years old, and he still lives with a roommate, but his roommate is his ex. And I'm wondering, how do I move forward with him? (laughs) (laughs) You may have just won. This is awesome. You may have just just defeated (laughs) the last caller, Lisa. So you are dating a guy who's 38. How long have you been together? Um, So we've only been together for six months. And do you love him? I do love him. Gross. Okay, so you love him. <laughs> and there's just one little hang up is um, mm-hmm. he lives with his ex-girlfriend still. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why does he um, do that? Why are you putting up with that? Um. Well, okay, so they've been together, like living together for years now, like seven years. And they're friends. He says they're just friends. He thinks of her as just one of the guys. That he can have sex with. But she has a boyfriend. Who can? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I want you to listen to the last call. Uh-huh. And then you can come back to him and just put yourself right back into this call just now. There's a 100% yeah. chance they're hooking up. A hundred. Okay. A 1,000% chance. And even if yeah. they weren't, the toxicity around this is so disturbing. And what's most disturbing to me is that you have settled for this. How old are you? I'm 29. Why? Why has this um, been where you think this is what this is the best I can do? I guess the problem is I should tell you that I have borderline personality disorder. Okay. So, and I have PTSD. So, I just feel like I can't trust my intuition anymore. I don't know like if they're hooking up, if they're not, like I'm constantly fighting myself on if they're not. Um, I, I, and I, I, I'm he, seeing he, a therapist. Good, a good. And she says that the roommate's just there. You should find a new therapist. Number one. Number two. Okay. This isn't about what they're doing. Okay. I I did mm-hmm. that to, for some theater because we're on the radio. What mm-hmm. matters here is you think that you're defective or broken. Borderline personality disorder is hard, right? You know that. You feel a lot, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You feel deeper than most people most of the time. And those feelings and emotions are, they are powerful, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Tell me about your trauma. Um, it's uh, <clears throat> sexual assault. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start to cry. <laughs> no, it's that, and, uh, and here, here, it's still really close to the surface for you, right? Yeah. It was a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. He did it to me. So. Ugh, I'm so so sorry. So it's sorry. Okay. Often and when I, I hear when I hear the situation about the drama, mm-hmm. you have. You and life circumstances, and by the way, that kind of trauma changes your brain. It changes your shame cycle. It changes how you see yourself and your self-worth and your value. You and I have never met. And if you would hear, I wouldn't say anything for the next five minutes. I would ask your permission if I could just give you a hug. And if you said yes, I would hug you for five minutes without saying a word. Because I don't know if you can remember a time... When somebody was with you without wanting something from you, without wanting sex, without wanting connection, without wanting, needing you to go do a thing for me, that someone was just with you because of you. Do you remember that last time? Um, It's probably been a while, right? It's been like seven years. There you go. And I want you to know that you're worth just being with. And you, that trauma is real close to the top. And my guess is if you were honest and you and I talked for a while, there's probably some even more trauma back from when you were younger. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. I want you to heal from that trauma before you get into another dating relationship because you're going to find yourself dating some guy that still lives with his ex-girlfriend and says, no, nah, dude, everything's cool. And you're going to make yourself bananas because you know it's not right. Not that it's not right in the moral sense. It's not right from a value sense. You're worth more than that. And you know that he doesn't look at you directly and he'll say all the right things because, man, he's got a great gig going. Mm -hmm. But it's not about that. It's about you. Yeah. And if you have a a therapist that says, no, that's cool, man. Just keep loving him. Dude, I got a real problem with that because that's about value. Yeah. That's true. And when I tried to talk to him about, like, I was accusing him of, that's something that we do um, with BPD sometimes. Like, we'll, we'll have, we'll be so afraid of being alone and, like, we'll start these fights. And then, like, I accused him of, like, sleeping with her, even if it wasn't right. And then he got so mad that he broke his hand on the bar. Well, he had a bar in his basement, and he just broke his hand over it. And I just felt like that was kind of an overreaction. Uh, you're correct. You're <laughs> correct. Anytime yeah. somebody punches something because they're so mad means they're acting like a child. My kids, my, my child does that because mm-hmm. they're a child. Adults don't do that. Adults have self-control and they have discipline and they know when to walk away. They don't punch holes in stuff. They don't break their hands on walls. And so all of this stemming from somebody whose body, who's not safe in their own body, and they're looking for somebody else to help them be safe. In that desperation, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. And my feelings are going, 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 going. You, you, man, that chaos. Borderline is hard. Borderline is hard, mm-hmm. hard, 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 hard. But there is healing from it. It does take a while, but there's healing. But you got to really, really put in the work. Right? Yeah. Are you worth it? I'm worth it. Um, I guess I should just be alone right now and 
Uh, here's the thing. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to tell okay. you you're worth more than dating a guy who lives with his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. More than that, you're worth dating a guy that you don't think is cheating on you all the time. Even if he's not. Dude, dude may be incredible. Dude may be stuck in a lease and whatever. Mm-hmm. Probably not. But he may be incredible. And it's making you insane because of the living arrangements. Yeah. And if he won't move, then he's saying, I like my living arrangements more than your well-being. And he's allowed to do that. But you need to hear yeah. that for what it is, an exit building left. He talked about, like, maybe we can rent a house together instead, but he still wants to keep her as a tenant. And I just feel like that's equivalent of him saying, like, I still want to keep her. I want to, st- I want to keep her somehow. I mean, it doesn't sound right. Who do you have in your life besides him that you can sit down and talk talk about this? Um, I've talked about this with my mom. Not your mom. Not your mom, because okay. there's going to be some other stuff there with that, and you know that, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, basically, my best friend. Who is that? Um, she's getting married um, soon. Her name is Adrian. Do you feel a sense of loss that she's getting married? Um, a little bit. Yeah. So in that, you're going to mourn that because she's going to be signing up to have somebody else as her number one, right? Mm-hmm. And that's good, yeah. And that's but that's going to be hard for you. And that may send off your BPD alarms, right? Mm-hmm. Continue to love her through that, okay? And okay. that's going to be hard, hard, hard. I know it's going to be hard. And find a counselor that you can work with and say, here's what I've been told I have diagnostically, and mm-hmm. I want to heal from this. And whether it's DBT, there's some, there's some really good stuff out there um, that, that you can get involved with that can help with borderline. It does take a while, but you can help. More importantly, I want you to heal from your trauma, okay? I want you to get with a mm-hmm. good trauma counselor in your area. And say, I've got to, I want to heal from the sexual assault. Not that the sexual assault is ever going to go away, but you will get to a place in healing where your body won't respond to every connection moment as though we're about to be re-traumatized. It can learn yeah. to love again and be still. You can feel safe in your own body. Okay. Like that's yeah, that would be really nice. That's what yeah, right? Wouldn't it? You know what you'll be able to do? It's so great. You can just go, go home from wherever you are and just lay down and you just go to sleep. Can you imagine that? That would be really nice. And you have no interest. You don't smoke weed to, just to get through a day. You don't have to have 18 milligrams of, I mean, 18 milligrams, 180 <laughs> milligrams of caffeine just to get out of bed in the morning. Like you, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's a peaceful, whew, and you, he need to hear me say, Lisa, you're worth that healing. This guy might be it for you. It might be. <laughs> but right now that guy's a major trigger for you. Yeah. And I don't, I I'm not a fan of anybody dating anybody seriously who still lives with his ex-girlfriend. That's a maturity issue. That's a priorities issue. Ugh, you're worth more than that, Lisa. I'm not telling you go break up. I'm just telling you, whoa. And therapists who are listening to this show, for God's sake. I know the cool thing is to be like, whatever you feel is best for you, stop. At some point, follow what Terry Real said. For some point, therapist, you got to get involved. And you have to say, you're worth more than that. 
I think you are devaluing yourself through this relationship or by putting up with this type of um, gaslighting or abuse or whatever the thing is. Have some courage, therapist, to say that's not a good idea. I know that's not the cool thing and you just got to do your own thing and find out for you. At some point, you got to take sides. You got to help out. Be a therapist who cares enough to say, "Uh uh-uh, that's not not smart. That's not serving you well. Every time you come in here, you sound more hurt than the last time you were here. And all the hurt seems to be directed at this one person. Is this wise? Please, please get involved. All right, let's wrap up today's show. Let's go to the lyrics for the day. I have not listened to these lyrics. I don't know this song. But again, my friend, Armando, sent me this song and said, this is for your show. So, Armando, here we go, my brother. The song, oh, Jesus, by Moby. You love Moby, huh, James? I don't love Moby, but this song is, is at the end credits of all the Bourne movies. And so, with as much drama as this show has had, it kind of fits. It actually does. And, dude, you're like, like a get-off-the-grid guy. Like, Bourne's kind of awesome. Born is like the poster child for, (laughs) that's so cool, man. All right, so the song by Moby. I like that. What was that one record Moby did? The original one. I liked that record. And I know it's not cool to say, but I thought it was a great record. I haven't listened to a single thing since, but maybe I'll give Moby a shot. I'll go out to uh, the used CD store and get a bunch of Moby records. All right, so it's called Extreme Ways off the Born soundtrack, and it goes like this. Extreme ways are back again Extreme places I don't know I broke everything new again Everything that I'd owned I threw out, threw it out the windows Came along Extreme ways I know will part The colors of my sea Perfect colored me Extreme ways that helped me They helped me out late at night Extreme places I'd gone That never see any light Dirty basements Dirty noise Dirty places coming through Extreme worlds alone If you ever like it then I have no idea what this song is about, but it sounds just like this show. We'll see you soon. Take care.